Hello and welcome. You've tuned into the School of Ministry podcast. Paul is your Bible teacher today. He has years of experience as a pastor, seminary instructor, and more. Later, you will be given information how to reach us. If you have questions you would like addressed, let us know. Maybe you have a need in your life and want to know how the Bible gives answers that apply to us today. Feel free to contact us. Now enjoy the lesson. We are in Revelation chapter 19. And this is the Hallelujah Chorus. Hopefully you have some handouts. Someone asked a question this week. Just, I saw it this morning. What is the rapture? I forget, and sometimes I go through and think, well, we all understand and we use the Christian jargon and we all understand what we're talking about. Because we went through Revelation chapter 11 and we saw how the two witnesses were taken up and literally that's what the word means, to be caught up. And we know from 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4 that we'll be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump and that we'll be made like Christ in His resurrected body. We'll look like Christ. We're going to have that kind of a body. There's a lot of things I look forward to. And you know, I love that old song, Beulah Land. I don't know, that's an old, old-fashioned song. I look forward to a time that we will be changed. And you know what? This old body, they can have the gold teeth. They can have the titanium out of the knee. The rest of it's all going to rot. They can take all that stuff and recycle it and do what they want. Because we won't have those problems anymore. We won't have those old aches and pains and all. We won't need all that old stuff anymore. I'm looking forward. And you know, (laughs) hallelujah, we're going to be talking about the hallelujah course because we're coming to a day and a a time that we're all going to be saying hallelujah. And I learned some wonderful things. Let's just begin reading. And I I hope everybody understands that when I talk about rapture, we're caught up, we're changed. Christians have a new body just like Jesus's when he was resurrected. And, And you know what? He could eat. He could enjoy the warmth of a fire. But he could go from one dimension to another. He didn't have to walk through walls. You see, we're going to get a body that's fitted for eternity. We're going to have a body that doesn't suffer the things that this body suffers anymore. We're going to to have a body that you can enjoy. And I just think there's going to be chocolate in heaven. (laughs) Now maybe that's just my theology. There's got to be some chocolate in heaven. Because I love chocolate. And after all, the Lord made everything, right? He made all good things. So... You know, there's going to be a little bit of coffee. There's going to be a little bit of, you know, chocolate. Maybe some mocha. I don't know. Whatever it is. You know, we have lots to look forward to. I'm just amazed that what God did in seven days. How long has He been preparing a place for you? And He has a mansion prepared for you if you're His child. I'm just amazed. I am just so overwhelmed by considering what's ahead. Because there was a day and age that I wasn't really looking forward to 
Well, Lord, I hope you don't come today. I hope you don't really come today because I want to see my children grow up. I want to see my children raised and I want to see my grandchildren. Well, I want to see my grandchildren grow up and I do want to see my grandchildren accept Christ. But you know what? I want to go home. I want to go home. We've had enough of this old world. That's what we look at here in Revelation 19. After these things, I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are His judgments, because He has judged the great harlot, who corrupted the earth with her fornication and has avenged on her the blood of his servants shed by her. Again they said, Hallelujah! Her smoke rises up forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders and the four living creatures fell down and worshipped God who sat on the throne saying, Amen! Hallelujah! Then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you His servants and those who fear Him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah! For the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give Him glory for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His wife has made herself ready and to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then He said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And He said to me, These are the true sayings of God and I fell at His feet to worship Him. But he said to me, See that you do not do that. For I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. We're going to stop right there. Although we're going to try to get through chapter 19 and chapter 20. We know some beautiful things. This world has a lot that we can enjoy. What do you enjoy? What kind of things do you enjoy? Motorcycle riding. Golfing. Huh? Amen. I don't know. I, I didn't read that there are any links in the, in the new heaven. But what do you really enjoy? Everybody liked the chocolate. I saw on your face, you all lit up. Oh yeah, we like chocolate. I said all of that because sometimes we think and sometimes we get so tied to this world that we think, I don't want to leave. I don't know if I really want to go on. I don't know if I really want what the Lord has in store. But let me tell you that it's greater than we could imagine. When I was a young preacher, I thought, oh man, we're going to be in church all through the millennium, a thousand years of church, and we're going to be singing and praising God. But it's not like that. We'll have jobs. We all have a position. And you know what? You can send some money ahead and bank it. That's what Jesus said. You can lay up treasure where moth and rust does not corrupt. You can do some of those things now. There's a lot of things that I love in this world. The other day, I painted bedrooms. And you know, we live kind of up in the foothills. At night, it's so nice. I can look out the window and I can see the lights of Stockton. It looks pretty from up there. But I was out there washing up my brushes and the rollers and all that. And here are four deer. There's four deer right there. 
And, and I'm washing these brushes and I'm wondering, and one of them comes up about as close as you. And he's looking at me like, what is this crazy guy doing? And I've just got to thinking, Lord, how, how beautiful is that? That even one of these little deer come up and are watching. And I could just remember you know, so many times in the past where I've watched this beautiful sunset, where I've seen something and it just kind of thrills your heart. But let me tell you, when we're with the Lord, that's going to be every day. That's going to be all the time. That's going to be glorious there. And you know what we all be saying is, Hallelujah! We're going to be singing Hallelujah! Now, this is the first time the word Alleluia is used in the New Testament. Right here in, in chapter 19. It's the first time that it's used. And I've got to tell you, I'm going to tell on myself a little bit. I wish you could have all been in that prison cell with me for those many years. Because there were times... That little prison cell was only what, six by eight, eight by... Maybe if we were all in there together, that might be a little crowd. But, but I wish you could be in there at times when you're just locked up and you don't have access to anything else in the world. No more distractions. But you've got time to go to the throne in heaven. And you've got time and nowhere else to go but to the Lord. And you've got time where it's just you and God. I hope you have a prayer closet somewhere that you can just go and it's just you and God and the hours just are gone. I wish you could be in that old prison cell with me. I hope that you have a place like that. That you could know the Lord in just that special way. Because then your heart sings hallelujah. Writing a little bit, and I'm writing all of the, the ten things I miss about prison. But it, when you're just at home with the Lord, and He's right there with you wherever you are. Wherever you are, He's right there with you. And He loves you, and He cares for you, and He's watching over. You know, we've seen in this whole series, God has been in control. And man has been wanting to do his own thing. And we see that God, especially in these last days, His grace is abundant. His grace is clear. He is so gracious. He doesn't want anybody to be lost. He wants all men to come to Christ. And so He sends the two witnesses. He's got His church out there. And then He's got a great multitude, 144,000 Jews that are out preaching the gospel. And then it says there's another great multitude. And there are more and more. And then finally an angel comes through and is preaching. You see, the opportunities are going to be there for every person to accept Christ as Savior. So He would have no one to be lost. And yet man, as we read in those vials, hated God. And he tried to show them through all of those judgments. He tried to show them, wait a minute, what you're serving and what you're loving is not worth it. Hi, give me a moment to update you with a bit of information. You can reach us now at schoolofministryresources.org org or biblelandmarks.com you can also reach us at p.o box 837 valley springs california 95252 please contact us with comments questions or to receive handouts and printed material we look forward to hearing from you now back to the podcast you see 
sometimes we're not so sure we want to go be with the Lord because we love this world a little much. We love these things of this world a little much. And you know what? I don't know if we really want to go. The Apostle Paul, he had that vision and he got trained in heaven and he always said, if I can go, I'll go. Now that's my translation. He said, if I can go, I'm going to go be with the Lord. But it's better for me to be here and serve you. Now, in chapter 16, we saw the sixth bowl and the seventh bowl. And we saw how the Euphrates River is dried up. There were, in chapter 9 and verse 13, at the sixth trumpet, the 200 million demons that were released. All of that was being set up because... Now we're coming to the great battle of Armageddon. We're going to see the great battle of Armageddon. And just before that, heaven is singing out, Alleluia's, Alleluia's. We're coming to the end of that seven-year period. You know, God is such an exact God. We're, we're going to see how in all of this time, and this is the way I understand, we're coming to the end of that seven-year period that's yet future and the battle of Armageddon is about to take place there. The battle of Armageddon is going to just come about. We're going to see that hopefully today. But all through these seven years and the seals and the trumpets and the bowls. But God's grace and His gospel have gone forward. And Antichrist has this system, this world and this system of things just working in, in such a way that... It's just pulling the two apart. There's just such tension there because you're either in love with the world or you're in love with the Lord. And He is showing that there's nowhere in between. As I said, this is the first time the word hallelujah is used in the New Testament. The first time the word hallelujah, hallelujah, Greek is hallelujah, Hebrew is hallelujah. Difference, not too much. But in Psalm 104, and I think I've given it to you there in your notes, you'll find in verse 35, let me see if I've given it to you there in your notes. I think I, think I put it down there somewhere. Let sinners be consumed from the earth and let the wicked be no more. Hallelujah. And then it goes on, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Hallelujah. This is the beginning of the Hallels in the Old Testament. The first time in the Old Testament, the word Hallelujah is used is right there. Psalm 104, 35. And it's talking about judgment on Egypt. And then from Psalm 113 to Psalm 118, that's called the Halal. And it's called the Halal because that is where there are all these great hallelujahs. And the Jews, even today during Passover, they remember Psalm 113 to 118. And it's all about how God delivered them, brought about judgment on Egypt and God's deliverance. It's interesting to see that that's what is happening here. In chapter 19, God is bringing about judgment on those that will not turn. God is bringing about judgment on those who will not repent. And after these things, so that's the hint there. That's what the scripture is saying. After these things, so after the bowls, after all of the judgments, after everything that we've seen, He's giving us this timeline. 
I heard a loud voice of a great multitude in heaven saying, and I'm going to tell you that these are angels. We'll see why I believe these are angels. These angels are saying, notice the word, it says saying. Remember, angels don't sing. The redeemed sing. We get to sing Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. But the angels are saying it. Hallelujah. They're chanting Hallelujah. Why? Because they don't have the redemption that you and I have. That's why the scripture says when it's the angels, it says they are saying. As a matter of fact, a little bit further on, there it said, then a voice, verse 5, then a voice came from the throne saying, Praise our God, all you His servants and those who fear Him, both small and great. Now all of the redeemed join in. Now everybody else comes in. You see, initially it's the angels that are saying it. Now all that are around the throne. You see, we're in heaven. If you're a child of God, the rapture has taken place. You've been changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. You're with the Lord. You have that new body. You're just enjoying the great fellowship with God, the great things God has done, and the great things He has created. And you can say, Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we should have a mind that's looking forward to the great things that God has. Because that's what is happening here. The angels are saying, salvation and glory and honor and power belong to the Lord our God. For true and righteous are His judgments, because He has judged the great harlot who corrupted the earth with her fornication. You see, just like in Psalm 104... The psalmist was saying that Egypt was going to be judged, but God is shown righteous. God is shown true. When hallelujah is spoken and sung, it's because God's judgments come. But God's judgments are right. And they're always, judgment is always following His grace. You know, the best kind of discipline that we can enjoy in our life is self-discipline. When I correct myself, God doesn't have to correct me. And it's because of His grace. It's because of His mercy. It's because of all of those great things that we can be changed. We can be moved. But the rulers of the earth at this time, if you remember when we closed out chapter 18, they were saying, whoa, Babylon. Whoa, Babylon is cut off. They recognize the head of the beast has been cut off. Not the false beast. Actually, we're going to see the false prophet and the beast. We're going to see those here in just a minute. But that beast system, the capital city, and even all of the merchants, the merchants that cried out, those were businessmen. They had been making so much money. There was materialistic madness. I don't know if you've gotten out doing any Christmas shopping, but sometimes there's materialistic madness. The world becomes so materialistic. You know, we sang the song, Joy to the World, the Lord has Come. Do you know that song was not written for Christmas, but was written for the return of Christ? Joy to the world, the Lord has come. I didn't realize what a great Christmas message these are going to be in, in chapter 19, 20, 21, 22. They're great Christmas messages because the first time the Savior came, He came in a manger, in a feeding trough. 
we're going to see him come now on a white horse. We're going to see him come and we see all of heaven crying out, now is the judgment. You know, earlier we saw the 24 elders and the four creatures that stood before him over and over in, in chapter 4 and chapter 5 and chapter 6 and chapter 9, over and over they said, now belongs, and now comes the kingdom, and now is glory, and now his salvation has come. It was all in anticipation to this point. It was all bringing us right here to Revelation 19. True and faithful. Why? Because this world is judged. The head of that harlot was chopped off. And all of the merchants, the false prophets, all of those, there's no more commerce. Those who distributed the goods, we saw about them, and they recognized all of that was coming to an end. And we are coming to the Valley of Megiddo, the great battle Armageddon. This is Satan's, almost his last stand. He's going to try to do all that he can to muster. He's going to try to do all that he can to bring them up. Because there are people that their hearts are so hardened. They are so stuck in their unbelief. They are absolutely hardened against God. They hate God for all the things that he's tried to show them and his great mercy. And so we're going to see the contrast of God's heaven and those that are still on earth in their bodies that hate God. And they want to do everything they can. And they're following after these demon lords, these demon legions. After they're going to try to overcome the Lamb. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed the message. If you want to hear Paul in person and are in the Stockton, California area, we invite you to join us at Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, 301 East Alpine Avenue. That's near the University of the Pacific. He brings the Bible message every Sunday at 11 a.m. and other times as listed. We trust you've been encouraged, challenged, or generally built up spiritually. If this lesson has sparked questions on this or other topics, please see our contact information in the description or email us at sclofministry at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.